Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and uh, we're nonstop be talking mom, about Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Uh, it's not wasted time for us. I know sometimes um, we either get in that comfortable spot where we feel like, um, you know, uh, nothing's really happening, and you kind of learn to be in that cruise control. So we have to like realize that during that time where it might feel like a low, not I mean like a low, but you know what I mean, like just kind of like an even feel uh, that we still continue to press harder, we still continue to use our faith uh, to change things around us, to pull down heaven uh, here to us on earth and get what we have. Like I always say, faith is that master key. So you could stand in front of a door and you know look at it and beat on it and uh, feel it, but it needs a key to open it. And so faith is going to be, hey Rose, um, oh Katarina, happy birthday! You're a November birthday. I'm a November birthday too. My birthday is November 19th. Happy birthday to you, Katarina. Um, I'm so happy for you today. Actually, I want you to email Jenna. Uh, we're going to send you a gift card for your birthday. I just want to. I want to bless you and say happy birthday. I love you. Um, thank you for being a part of the Victory Tribe. And so uh, email Jenna at MiracleWord.com and uh, we'll get something over to you digitally in your email. Happy birthday, Katarina. Hey, Amber. So uh, what I'm saying is your preparation time. Hey, Caitlin. Um, so what do we do during it? You know, sometimes we, you know, get down on ourselves. We're like, ugh, you know, I could be doing more or uh, why are they, you know, whatever we're doing, not using me or, you know, nobody sees me. The Lord doesn't even see me or, you know, just stupid thoughts. Anything that's negative, we should know by now that it's the enemy. But at the same time, they all come our way, thoughts, and everybody in the same way has to put them down. The Word of God says we take our thoughts captive and we teach them to obey Christ. And so that's what we have to do every day with everything. Um, and so today we're talking about, you know, what to do while we're in our waiting. That preparation time is not going to be wasted time. Um, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I started boxing and kickboxing uh, in the last two weeks and I love it. I love it. Uh, but you had to go into a mindset of, listen, I'm preparing, I'm preparing to learn what has to be um, done. I'm preparing to what has to be um, l learned. It, it's definitely a lot for the mental. Uh, the, it's not just going in and doing cardio and uh, mental like, uh, you know, it, it, oh, it's just good sweat. It's good sweat. No, it, it, it's definitely something because when they yell out things that you need to do, you have to be prepared. When they're yelling, hey, do a jab, do a cross, do a, do a, do a hook. You know, you have to know what you're doing. Then they start making you move your feet. Then you're starting to, um, uh, you know, back up when they're walking towards you and you have to, I mean, it's all certain stance. So you have to prepare yourself before you get to the next level, the next step. It's laying down a foundation, laying down a foundation. Um, so here I'm going to start in 1 Peter 1.13. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. 
put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when, when Christ Jesus is revealed to the world. Caitlin, see, it really feels good to box, I'm telling you. In the last couple of classes, my trainer has, has had me kick and like I've loved every minute of it. You, you feel so good mentally and physically. So I am so excited to keep training and doing this class. Okay, so preparation time is not wasted time. We prepare for everything, right? So it's like we don't prepare in our walk with the Lord, our lifestyle, our Christianity, but we prepare what? Vacations, we prepare um, jobs we're gonna do, <clears throat> We prepare, you know, savings, what we're going to do, save with our money. Um, we, we prepare and plan for careers and retirement. And, you know, we plan for, for single, for marriages. We plan for kids. And so we do all this preparation for everything else. And I'm really big at, hey, what we're doing in the natural, let's move that also to the side of the supernatural. And we got to do the same things. There's things we have to prepare in our waiting time because when all hell does break loose at some point whether it be directly to you okay whether it be you getting a bad report directly sent to you or you're getting a family member that has a bad report you know and it, you're like you know this is my mom this is my dad you know this is my aunt my uncle my grandparents you know my my best friend just got this so it, what happened in the last two years when all hell broke broke loose you know, the ones who were prepared, you saw the reaction. You saw the fruit of their um, pre uh, preparation. You saw the fruit of it. What was it? Peace came out of it, right? Health came out of it. Strength came out of it. Finances were fine. You know, so you can get to the point where you're not moved by the situations around you. But there's a preparation time for everything. So if we're going to take, you know, gym time and we're going to prepare our bodies and we're going to take all that time to meal prep or eat right or, you know, pay money to go exercise or, you know, prepare in a move or prepare in new jobs. We need to take that same effort. Um, <laughs> thanks, Katarina. Uh, and take that same effort and prepare ourselves. Because it's just like, I've made this analogy before uh, on our iPhone, on our phone, right? We download apps, but we're not using all of those apps every day. There's some, there's some I might use only when I travel. There's some I might use when I'm, you know, only cooking. I'm looking up for recipes. Or there's apps for different things that you don't use every day. But you have it in preparation for when you need it. So... Pretty much all stores have apps now, right? And so you have it ready. Oh, I got my rewards. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. They're going to scan my phone. I got my rewards. I got $15 free. My meal's covered. Okay, well, you were prepared. You had downloaded the app. You signed up. You got it. You had your stuff scanned. And so what happens? The next time you went, you had $15 and you got, you know, a free meal that go around. So that's what it's like with this word of God. We, we do what God's asked us to do. We don't look around and, and say, well, uh, I'm not being used or what is going on with my life. You know, all seasons, hey, Mary Beth, are going to look different. They just are. 
all seasons are going to look different. And it doesn't mean it's a bad season because it looks different from the last season. Once again, in the natural, do, oh, thanks, Jenna. <laughs> I have my slippers on. I came to work in my slippers. It's one of those days. I was telling everybody it's tropical storm day and I felt like wearing my slippers. Um, and so you have to be prepared just like in that app. So when I'm ready to use something, I don't have to sit there and join, right? I'm not downloading it. I'm not wasting my time to join right then and there. I have it up and people go. I, when I have to fight people to pay for them when I take them out and I'm like quickly, I'm like, boom, cash up, beep. And they'll, how did you do that? I was prepared. I was prepared. And so that's how we're going to be as women, men of God. We're always going to be prepared. We're not going to look at a season and try to let it get us down or let thoughts creep in or be like, man, I was so busy last season and this season. That's okay. Maybe there's, maybe you're in a season of rest right now. Maybe you, maybe you've been so busy. The rest time and the, the, the slow down time like that doesn't mean it's not a production time. Okay. There's, there's faith in the resting as well. There's faith in the resting as well. Sometimes we get it mixed up and we think, oh, I've got to be running constantly. I've got to be doing something constantly. I've got to, so production is one thing, rugging, uh, you know, running around and, and dragging yourself ragged, that's a completely different thing. And God doesn't want you like that because you're not beneficial to the kingdom when you're, no, you're brain dead. So, <laughs> and you're tired and you don't want to do anything and talk to anybody and you're just moody and snappy. So we're going to prepare ourselves to create a firm foundation and prepare ourselves to win. I'm going to, I'm going to really talk a lot today out of second Kings. It's one of my favorite stories with, um, the, the, the woman, the Shumanite woman who prepared her home for the anointing. But first, I wanted to bring up David because I started thinking this morning about how he prepared himself. You know, he wasn't always, you know, where he got to being king was, you know, he, he, was, a sh he was a shepherd, started as a shepherd. Like, you know, that's not really like um, when you go look at the resume of the current kings and queens, I guarantee that, you know, shepherd boy and shepherd lady i don't know <laughs> shepherd girl <laughs> maybe girls didn't do shepherd uh, sheep back then i don't know but you didn't see that in their resume so it goes to show you in your in your uh time of preparation and you're activating your faith that um god's going to work on your behalf and show you favor right and so david he was being prepared in the field and look at this before i go to second kings 4 think about these things that i'm saying about david david was responsible for sheep before he was responsible for a kingdom there's a whole lot more going on and to be responsible for when there's people coming your way and all the different things that are happening around you right and so he was responsible for <laughs> sheep before he was responsible for a kingdom. He was being prepared out there in the field. 
He was being prepared. He didn't get out there. I'm a stinky sheep. Why? My brothers are doing this, and everyone gets to here. I am sitting out in the field, talking to myself, looking around. I mean, how many trees can I look at? Right? Okay. He killed lions and bears before he killed a giant. There were some things he proved to the Lord. Look. I protected the sheep. I took, I took out lions. I took out bears. I took out whatever came the way of what I was responsible for in my preparation time. There was things, there were steps. There was a foundation that was being built. There was a, a, a proving to the Lord, who has my heart, right? Who's going after the things that I want? There was a preparation time. It wasn't wasted time that he was out there with just him and sheep. He, he got a relationship with the Lord. You know, sometimes I'm going to let everyone know that it's okay to be alone. Everyone's like, oh, I have to have somebody around all the time. I, I can't handle alone. That's because a lot of times people can't handle their own thoughts. I like being alone. I, I'm not ever alone, but, <laughs> but when I am, car rides, it's like quiet time for me. And it's not because I have chaotic children. I have well-behaved children. It's not like I don't have a loving husband. I have a very loving husband. But it's my time because you got to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. How will we know what next steps are? How will we know what our instructions are in our life if we can't hear the voice of the Lord? We've tuned him out with loud radio. We've tuned him out with constant podcasts. Podcasts are great. I listen to preaching podcasts all the time. But quiet time is wonderful. And look what it did for David. He got, well, Alex, you take it and run with it because they have to get through me first. <laughs> and of course your mom. And of course your mom. But remember who's taking the kickboxing classes. <laughs> and so we have to know that the, the alone part is okay. It gives us a chance to what? Prepare ourselves for what God has for us. To prepare, sometimes I gotta hang out with everyone. I have to go out every weekend. I have to do this, I have to do that. And people steal their time from the Lord and listening to him by always having to fill it with things to do. It's okay. Look what David, he was able to have time out there, singing, praising the Lord, talking to him, having a chance to think. I know that his faith was getting built up there. Whether, whether he knew it or not as a young boy, it was his time of preparation. Look at his time of preparation could have been annoying to him. He could have let his thoughts put him in a place of pride. I'm better than this. I don't need to be out here. And then he wouldn't have fulfilled what God called him to do. He, would have not, he, he, he was exactly where he needed to be, learning exactly what he needed to do and learn and look where it brought him. So his alone time gave him time with God to prepare his faith in his foundation. All right, same for me. I never thought, and I've said this before, that I would be speaking. Broad, let me tell you, we got this uh, two years ago. I think it was like August, we started, um, August 2020, we started to broadcast. Well, that, that's just two years ago. And Ted said to me, he's like, you know, like when I travel and stuff, like 
the broadcast has to go on. Like you're gonna, I want you to do it. And I was like, uh, negative, love you. No, I'm not doing a broadcast by myself. Like I had joined him once in a while, or I had other people with me. I had um, evangelist Melissa Swindle, and I had you know guest people on with me. And I was like, um, I will never do a broadcast by myself. You know, I've learned now, I should have learned before that, because I said I'd never move back to Florida either, and he brought me back four years ago. <laughs> to just stop saying I'll never do anything, <laughs> because he will have you do it. And so I said, I would never, I'm not doing it. No, I love you, Ted, not doing it. And yeah, Amber, here I am, exactly. And then I went from just filling in for Ted in the morning broadcast here and there, to starting the Lord pressed upon my heart. Listen, start every Wednesday and Friday, you know, and I take it as a preparation time. I tell Ted all the time. I say, listen, I don't take, it doesn't matter if I have five people on, 30 people, 100 people watching it. I don't take any of it lightly when I'm, when I'm getting ready to do it because I look at it as the Lord as a preparation time. And because of that, once I started to do things that I didn't want to do, like broadcasts, podcast, things by myself, doing the, the afternoon podcast. Then when I said yes to that, guess what? Doors open for meetings. Doors open for meetings. I think I've had at least five or six this year. I mean, that's plus on top of the ones I'm doing with Ted. So, I mean, and that's not stuff that I ever was like, you know, I have to have meetings and I want to have this big. It was, no, it was just strictly preparation time. What was God filling me up with and what could he trust me with for when the time came and then I was able to use what God had put inside of me, the fruit that came out of it. And so in 2 Kings 4, I'm not going to read all of it, but we know a lot of it uh, where the, the Shumanite woman, where Elisha was coming through uh, town and what did she do? She built a room in her home for the prophet. It was, come here, let me take care of you. Uh, let me um, set you up. I wanna make sure when you come into town, you're a man of God. I want to honor the gifting. I wanna honor the anointing that's on your life. And so um, the, the Shumanite woman uh, ended up building this room in uh, her home for Elisha, so when he came through. And so it shows us that her preparation time manifested later when everything broke loose. When everything broke loose. Man, you come back to me here. Um, when everything broke loose. And so what, what broke loose? She couldn't have a son. Her, Gehazi was like, hey, let me tell the prophet. What is it you want? Uh, I can't have a baby. Okay, boom, this time next year, well, she, she had a son, right? Okay, son grows up working in the field with dad, falls over, dies. So her preparation time manifested when all hell broke loose. She what? She honored the anointing. She made room for it. She believed the word of God coming forth from Elisha. So she was starting to build this foundation of faith. So your preparation time matters. What voices are you listening to? Don't have 20 million preachers preaching at you all day long. 
I'm sorry, don't do it. I don't care. Not There's wonderful preachers out there. Not everyone is the voice for you. That, and, and don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean they're not preaching correct doctrine. It doesn't mean that they're doing something wrong. They could have a, a ministry that's like booming. But so we get caught up. We have the Christian TV on and then it's just show after Christian show and then this person says something about the Bible and then this person says something about the Bible then you get one thrown in there that's not doctrinally correct talking about the Bible and then you start hearing it and then it starts warping your mind because you don't know what what voice what thing what you've been taught is this how faith works is this the love of God is this really God's nature what is God's name? What does the Bible say on this? And so we get to this place where we're now confused at the word of God because we've had so many voices. So it's not just outside worldly voices that can trip you up. It's people that are also Christians who aren't speaking the correct thing. And so, so what I'm saying is like, there are, I know a lot of wonderful men and women of God, but not all of them I listen to on a regular or not all of them I listen to like that because it's just you know I've got a small niche that I keep and that I listen to and then that you know get that impartation and it gets knocked into me and that's okay you know sometimes we get on this uh, the train because everyone else is doing it everyone else is in this group and so you have to realize that it it's okay it doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong it doesn't mean that their ministry is bad it's just I don't have 25 different preachers preaching at me every day. Let's, let's tone it down a little bit. Let's bring it back and get a few solid ones speaking into our life and helping us prepare and build that strong foundation. All right. Um, number one, I wanted to look up this. Oh, here, I think I can do it on here. I wanted to look up this word deflection for you and read it to you. Can I move this? I can do everything else on this iPad, but move this over. All right, so in 2 Kings 4, verse 23, I want you to see the first one I'm going to talk about is deflection. And the word deflection, I'm going to pull this up here for you. I'm going to use it for deflection means turning aside away, drawing away from a divergence, a straying to stray you away from something, okay? Um, to veer off. So number one is a deflection that could happen. Like look at her husband. Her husband in verse 23. Why go today, he asked. It's neither a new moon festival or a Sabbath. It makes me laugh because I'm like, your son is dead, like dead. And you're over here worried about what day it is. Like, what are you talking about? Not the mom. The mom was prepared. The Shumanite woman said, listen, all that preparation I did, now I'm going to pull out my preparation and I'm going to use it. I'm activating my faith. Everything I've downloaded before, everything I said, everything I saw, everything I spoke, now it's coming to pass. Now it's time for me to fight the good fight of faith, right? Now I'm getting ready to bring out my sword, okay? 
And so why go today? It's neither new moon festival or Sabbath. So Gehazi gave her an opportunity to answer differently in verse 26. So when you have all hell breaking loose, what you prepared for is now time to use it. So don't take the season of preparing yourself. You say, oh, it's a little bit quiet right now. Oh, I feel a little bit alone right now. No, take every opportunity to prepare yourself. Same with anyone who's watching that single. You wanna be the best wife possible. Don't learn how to be a good wife when you're married. Learn how to be the best wife before you're married. So when you go into your marriage, what happens? You're already at the top of your game. You're already prepared when the enemy tries to throw something against your marriage, when he tries to give you a thought. You're already got that baseball bat to hit it back to him, back to hell where it belongs. When he's, oh, like, listen, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna be that bratty girl that goes off and slams the door and does this. No, I realized. I might have to swallow my pride. I might have to say sorry first. You know, I, I have to let go. I have to not be a nag. I have to realize the man is the head of the house and I'm not wearing the pants. I have to realize, you know what I'm saying? So you prepare now. So when the time comes, you already know how to act, what to say, what to do. So never look at a season. That's what I'm saying. Never look at a season that might feel a little quieter or a little uh, the word's not lonely. I would just say alone. You know, I did, when I moved from Florida to Virginia, I was that alone person. I needed to figure out what God wanted me to do. This before I met Ted. I moved up to Virginia Beach from Florida. I knew I was supposed to move from Florida to Virginia Beach. Didn't know why. Hated it when I got there. Cried. Wanted to come back. Almost came back was accepted to UCF in Orlando, was going to go there with a friend of mine from high school, all these things, right? And so, but I was alone in Virginia. That was the tough part. I wasn't alone. I had my parents. I lived at home with them. Uh, my sister lived around the corner. She has four boys. Amazing. I'm very close to my nephews. You know, I, I had some friends I had created at our, at our new church. So I wasn't alone that way. I had a job, I was waitressing, but I, I was alone, meaning I had to shut things out and just prepare myself. I had to prepare myself. What did God have for me? If I did not have that moment of like a quiet time, I don't know if I would be here today. I don't know if I would have met Ted because I was on my way back to Florida from Virginia Beach, okay? Because I was like, what am I even doing here? I'm Florida, born and raised, moved to Virginia Beach. It's not my jam right now. Um, but I'm glad I did. Because look, look, I'm here. I have three wonderful kids. I would never have had my kids. Those kids only came if I married Ted and had them with Ted. I would never have had Madeline, uh, Brooklyn, and Teddy. So don't take that like I'm feeling this uh, quiet lull time and look at it as something bad. It's your time of being prepared. It is not a wasted time. It's your preparation time. So you can be the best later. And so when God got me to the point of speaking and coming out of, you know, I couldn't even hold a microphone. I realized the times that I was doing things behind the scenes and reading and asking questions and, and, and getting in services and getting filled up, that it was a preparation time for later. And so 
and you're going to have opportunity. We said in verse 23, what? We said verse 23, the husband, he started to say, don't go, don't go. The wife said, nope, I've prepared for such a time as this, right? So then what? Then Gehazi, even, even the prophet's, you know, right-hand guy, he says in verse 26, um, Elijah said, run out to meet her and ask her, is everything all right with you, your husband, and your child? Here is another opportunity for her to, to stop and think and not answer based on the word of God. We have that. People are going to ask us stuff. People are going to come to us and try to throw us off our game. They're going to say something and we're going to start thinking and being like, well, maybe it isn't God's will or maybe I shouldn't have done that when you knew very well you should have and you know very well it's God's will. But one little voice, one little question can throw us off if we're not prepared, if we're not prepared. And so she had a chance to say, oh, my son is dead. My son is dead and I'm not, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Well, no, she wasn't like that. She didn't allow anyone to know what the issue was. She said, it is well, it is well. And she wanted to keep seeking out to the man of God. And so you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to answer incorrectly, but your preparation time will bring you to the point where you're not going to be tripped up by someone's question. Someone's, you know, they put a little thought in your mind. You're going to know, hey, I got a firm foundation. I know what God said. I know what's mine as a child of God. I know what belongs to me. I know what my covenant uh, means to me. I know what the promises of God are. And that's what I'm going to hold. That's what I'm going to walk in. All right. Amen. And so um, that's the deflection. You have a time, but it was made up in her heart by her preparation time. She said, it is well. Actually say this with me. Say, crisis doesn't direct my course. And if you have to write it, write it. You know, if you got to put it in your phone, crisis doesn't direct my course. It is well. It is well. It doesn't mean, you know, faith doesn't ignore what's going on around us. Faith destroys it. Faith handles it. You're prepared with your faith to conquer what comes your way, right? So say it, crisis doesn't direct my course. It is well. It is well, in Jesus' name. If there's something that's bothering you, we're not gonna let that crisis make make us make decisions. It, we don't have a crisis leash around our neck. We don't listen to crisis. Crisis is not the voice that we hear. We hear God's voice and he only wants to give us good gifts and good things to his children. So we're going to say it is well. So number two, confession. Confession is everything. I wrote, I wrote a 40-day devotional book on it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Confession is our lifeline. Okay? And so confession will bring direction. Verse 23. She sent a message to her husband, send one of my servants a donkey so I can hurry to the man of God and come right back. She said, listen, I got to get to the man of God. 
I got my blinders on. I'm on a mission. I've been prepared. My heart's been made up. My mind's made up. I'm going to go get it. What are we speaking? 1 Corinthians 4.13. I believe, therefore I speak. So what you believe is in your heart. I believe in my heart and confess, right? That Jesus Christ is, is our Savior. So you have to believe in your heart. What's in your heart comes out of your mouth. So that's why it says in Mark, believing and speaking. I have to believe correctly so my confession is correct. Okay? And then number three, direction. She went towards seeking the man of God. What direction are we going in? What direction? What are we going after? Okay? Our direction can lead us down a different path than what God has for us if we're not listening <laughs> and we're not, we're not obeying. So she was seeking out the man of God. She didn't let her current situation stop her from pressing in. Stop her from pressing in. And, and the end of that story is she, what? She brought the man of God back, right? Back to the home, to her home, and her son became alive. Her son got life and back because she said, listen, I have prepared this moment. I have been prepared for a crisis. I have been prepared for what's going to come my way. There's nothing, I mean, you're, you're, if you're a parent watching, like your children dying, that's like rip your heart out type stuff. But she was prepared. She said, listen, I see in my natural eyes that my son is dead, but I know by my spirit, I know by my heart, I know what I've prepared that it's able to keep me calm, keep me in peace, help me to go seek and go after what I need to do to talk by faith, to have the right confession. It makes a huge difference in our time of preparation of what our outcome is for what we're doing, for what our outcome is. And so in 1 Samuel 36, it says, the enemy will not hound me. I will chase down the enemy. We're not going to be looking over our shoulder for the enemy. We're not going to be looking over and wondering if he's going to jump out and go, boo. <laughs> We're ready with a jab, cross, hook, jab. <laughs> Boxing terms. We're ready, ladies. We're not going to let him take us down by our thoughts. We're not going to let him get in our confession. We're not going to let him get in our heart because we're preparing ourselves. What do you think you're doing? You're spending an hour with me. You've prepared your spirit, man. The gift of faith is rising up in you right now. You feel stronger already. You feel like, yeah, uh, of course, that, that I, I, may, I may have felt like I was in a season of what am I doing? Or maybe I feel a little bit alone or no, you take it as a time of preparation, a time of getting yourself ready, getting yourself ready for the good fight of faith. We don't get ready during the fight. What do you think the military does? Do you think that they're not out there doing drills, 
learning how to shoot the gun, learning how to do all of these, you know, different uh, scenarios. So when a war comes, they're ready. So when something comes up, an opposition, an enemy tries to come at their way, they've prepared, they've practiced that drill. They've laid a foundation of how, how it's supposed to go down. So let's not do more in the natural than we would in the supernatural. Let's be ready. Let's be on guard. Let's prepare ourselves. Jesus always changed the situation around him. Jesus always changes every situation around him. And so a situation never changed Jesus. Think about that throughout the Bible when he walked the earth. He changed every situation that needed to be changed around him. The situation never changed Jesus. And that's right, Bonnie. Crisis doesn't direct my course because the Jesus that walked the earth is the Jesus that lives inside of us. So we hold all the power. And so when we step in a room, when we enter a situation, we change that situation. We change that outcome based on the Holy Spirit, the power that's inside of us, because we are a prepared Christian. We are prepared in our lifestyle. We're not gonna let situations morph us and boss us around and take us out it's gonna be done the other way. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for each and every person listening. Thank you, Lord, for the ones listening on the replay. I ask you now to give us all a greater hunger for the things of God, a greater uh, wisdom and revelation, always increasing, always seeing things in the Word of God that are gonna to be tools for us to not only change us, but to change others around us, to not only change us, but to change situations around us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. Thank you, Lord, for preparing us, for getting us ready, that we're always ready to give an answer. We're filling ourselves up. So when times of, of squeezing happen, we know the right fruit that's gonna come out. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the fruit of the Spirit to walk in love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for self-control, that we will use that each and every day, Lord. Thank you that it says like in 1 Samuel 2, 1, that my heart rejoices, Lord, and that you've given us an answer for our enemies. Thank you, Lord, that we're not in a lonely season. We're not in a season of no production. Every season, like in Psalm 1, is the season of production because our roots are planted firmly along the riverbank. Thank you, Jesus, that you keep us in perfect peace in each season and getting us closer and closer to our purpose and what you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you so much for hanging with me, being with me. I love you guys so much. Um, it's Wednesday, so that means I get to come back with you on Friday. Uh, join me on Friday for Carolyn's giveaway. I love to bless you. I love... Um, it's almost Christmas time. I'm sorry. I wish Christmas was like next weekend. Well, no, I don't. 
because I still have like shopping things I need to do. But um, I'm so excited that it's um, around the corner. I will be pulling my Christmas stuff out um, after next weekend. Maddie's writing to me on the broadcast that it's 46 days until Christmas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So much to do. I love you too, Leslie. Um, and so I um, am looking forward to a wonderful holiday season and we're gonna have some fun with the Christmas party this year. We got something a little new for you. So um, make sure you uh, look out for the advertisement on that. I love for you to be a part of it. It's so much fun. Last year was so much fun. Um, and so I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. So look out for the date on that. And um, I'm gonna leave you today with our uh, year-end recap video. Uh, check it out and I'll see you on Friday. <laughs>